I V M. Welcome to episode 10 of Edges and Sledges. Today is a bit of a milestone one. We've hit 10. Can't believe we've hit 10 on the trot. Yeah, it's IPL fever is in full swing. Keeping up with our tradition over the last four weeks, we've got another special guest with us this week. Before I introduce him, just, yeah, I'm Varun from Singapore. I've got my co-bloggers, DJ from London and Ashwin from Toronto. And like I said, we've got a special guest this week. He's my oldest friend and he's not 50 years old. He, I've just known him from since class six. We have Ritwik Ghosh on the line. Hi, Ritwik. Hey, guys. Can I just make a point as well, actually? I actually knew Ritwik before Varun did. That, that's true. You oh. might be the oldest friend. Yeah. Oh. Ritwik, do you want to tell the story? Yeah, we used to go in the auto to uh, the Montessori together. So he, oh. he, so I actually know him from before, and then I met him again at school. And I was like, I used to know a guy called Ritwik Ghosh. We were six years old. We used to hang out of the auto together. And then he was nice. like, yeah, that's me. Awesome. That's a, that's a cool story. Okay, that's something I didn't know. So that's really good. And Ritwik, yeah, Ritwik is a, he, he is a cricket fan. He's not a vocal cricket fan. He's more like a closet cricket fan. Because I think the people he hangs out with talk too much about cricket. So Ritwik is a bit more uh, quiet about his following for cricket. But I do have to share one story like I have in the past. I remember, so Ritwik and I used to live together. We worked in Singapore. On the day Sachin scored 200. And Ritwik, I don't know if you remember this. But when Sachin hit 130... Both of us didn't want to jinx it. And so we just kind of casually called each other and said, hey, man, do you want to like head home or something? Uh, should we, you know, go home? There's something on. Let's go watch it. And for the entire one and a half hours between Sachin's 130 and 200, we didn't jinx it at all. We didn't talk about him hitting 200. But yeah, we did rush home together. So that was, I, re- I remember that as a special cricket match. And then I think but- at some point, Yogi was like, guys, have you seen Sachin score? You think yeah. he hit 200? Yeah, and then it's gonna like all our energy has gone into not doing this. But yeah, today is also a special show because you've got four Delhi Daredevils fans. And so it's, but obvious the team we're going to talk about is the Double Ds. So Ritwik, before we get into this season, talk us to a little bit about what it's been like to be a Delhi fan for the last 10, 11 years. <laughs> it's had its ups and downs for sure. You know, when Delhi first started in, you know, the first IPL and the second IPL, Delhi actually did well. I think we made the playoffs in the first two. And Viru was there. It was a, it was like a promised start. They had some big name players in the team. And then suddenly, you know, I, I haven't been able to quite pin it down why Delhi hasn't been able to perform at all. You know, it's not simply one of not having the right players. And it's not simply the one of not having the right international players. You know, we've experimented with like Kevin Peterson and stuff. If you, you know, like 2011 or 10. I think there is a love-hate relationship here. And you guys, I think all three of you are about Delhi Daredevils fans. So you probably all share the you know, disappointment every year, halfway through the IPL, that Delhi is not going to be able to make it. So it's 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 a constant struggle with disappointment. Yeah, and I think that, that's a very fair way to put it. I think it, you also mentioned some key players. If I remember correctly, in our first couple of years, we had Gautam Gambhir, Virinder Sehwag, Dilshan, A.B. De Villiers, followed up by Kevin Peterson. So all the big names but yeah it, it hasn't seemed to click dj any any thoughts on you know a couple of episodes ago we discussed culture versus just having the right players any thoughts on that it's it's frankly inexplicable i mean they've had some great players over the years they've had a great combination so i think the part of the disappointment about being a daredevil son is every year at the auction you're like okay this is going to be the year they're going to do well they like they, they pick up the they picked up Brett Wade just after his his yeah. uh, world yeah. cup winning performance and stuff and so you 
you think that okay this is going to be the year and then every year you're just let down and what hurts even more is that the players that do so well go elsewhere and become superstars and you're just like how do i do this i mean for example samson right he played for the daredevils while the rajasthan royals were out and he did nothing and he's come back into the royal blue colors and he's smashing it again so it boggles the mind i can't work out what, what the issue is so i don't have an answer to tell the truth yeah fair enough in fact last year we had sam billings he didn't do too much he moved to chennai suddenly sam billings is the youngster who's scoring runs for them and actually think won them one or two games so yeah man it's it's a it's a totally fair point so i think to sum up basically yeah it, it's been frustrating being a delhi devils fan for 11 years you're always kind of hoping and nobody knows this better than ashwin every year in fact even yesterday he was messaging me how delhi can still make the playoffs right it it, it is frustrating ashwin let let's talk about a little bit about this season what do you think happened with the gotham gambit thing and and i mean i think all of us in the last episode said it was a positive move but but what do you think happened how do you read that yeah my take on the situation is there can only really be one alpha or a really powerful figure in any camp and as you look at the different sides it's either the captain or the coach and in the past couple of years like when we had zahir you know it it it's basically it's been either the captain or the coach and what i think happened this year is in the in the attempt to gain some real firepower and really make a game changing difference this year they brought on gambhir as that you know you know gambhir has a lot of attitude big ego and but they also brought on ponting as that coach and it just didn't work i mean it could have it didn't work and then we've talked about this before as well i think gambhir didn't deliver with the bat he had a 50 in the first game things started pretty good and then two, three, four, five more games passed, five consecutive, five losses out of the first six. And I think the decision was just made by everybody that you have to have, either have Gambhir or Ponting and Ponting won that round. And first couple of games, you see Ayer as the captain, but really you can tell that the strings behind the scenes are being pulled by Ricky Ponting. So I think that's my take on what happened this year. feels like there's a different excuse every year. It's been 11 years without real results, but I think that's what happened this year. No, fair enough. I think, I think that's a good point. Let's, let's talk a little bit about this season. Now, before we get to individual performances, Ritik, last week, you sent me a, a message that really kind of resonated, right? You said Delhi should not aim to be in the top four right now, given the situation they're in. Delhi should aim to be fifth. And I think that, and you said that was more realistic. That is something they could work towards. Any any thoughts on where that came from? Is it, yeah, just just to share your thoughts? I, I think, you know, you know, the same question of what's the ailment for Delhi Daredevils, you know, Every year, the auction becomes one point where we're very excited about what's going to happen next. The auction is where we're getting new players. And we've, Delhi has, you know, it's tried different strategies for auctioning as well. You know, it's tried from getting those old generation players, tried getting players who are already doing very well other, way, other places. The people who stick are people, like I was trying to look over there, like Ayer, Pant, Mishra... And Nadeem, I think, are the four players who have stuck. You know, and Nadeem is not performing particularly well. Nor Mishra today did all right. But, you know, if our spinners, you know, Bolt is doing pretty good with the ball. We, our spinners haven't been able to click. Ayer and Pant are, you know, they, they're performing pretty well. They're on the top of the order. But our, we had last year, we had Zaheer Khan, Billings, Cummings, Braithwaite. I think we had Matthews also, Rabada. All of those guys are gone now. And, you know... Every year, you're like churning out new players. So I think the best strategy for Delhi would be enter the season aiming for five, basically not to be in the bottom three. Being in the bottom three, the last three seasons, four seasons has been, is just, it doesn't reflect the team's quality. I think that's the best strategy that Delhi can try. You know, it's given the circumstances that just try to get into the middle of the table rather than the top four or the bottom four, just hit the middle of the table. And now you're competing with Mumbai and Bangalore and none of them are really clicking. So... 
if the ir momentum can keep going maybe delhi can you know win the next three out of the six games and come into the middle i think that's the best hope here yeah i i actually could not agree with that more i think you got to it's it's about how you set your goals and goals are always benchmarked against how you've done previously if you ended up in the bottom two i think of course everyone it, it's it's sports right it's a game you want to be in the playoffs but i think given how the season started fifth would be a pretty good achievement with the view that let's build this team for three years and and to be honest i think one thing we haven't talked about is rahul dravid coaching this team right rahul dravid is probably the best coach i mean from at least my personal opinion to coach a team and we've seen that with under 19 so delhi actually has picked a core group of young indian guys let let's talk about that a little bit right i mean ayer has done well pant okay we've talked about his uh, short selection how he looks when he's playing he's not that stable all over but it's effective man this is t20 cricket you need runs and he's getting you the runs one guy i want to call out and i want to ask all three of you your opinion i read an article and the article basically was titled who is this short guy with an mrf bat and that remind and that and that reminds you of uh, 25 30 years ago when a certain sachin tendulkar came into the team and and today i was watching a few highlights of shaw and opening batsman plays very similar similar height of course same bat sponsor so let me start with rithvik any thoughts on prithvi shaw i i think he's got a you know a really cool headed um, he's got the daredevil in him you know he goes out there and he's just like smashes a few balls i i enjoy him and having that kind of a free flowing batsman up in the top of the order um he's not going to always click you know he's clicked in the last three games he's not going to click and you know there's going to be a lot of pressure to pull him out if if he's not going to click for a long i mean you have you have other people to drop in the team right now maxwell and others so you don't have to push for dropping shaw if he fails but it's super fun to have this guy young guy right in front hits his stuff he's very motion emotionless also you know he's just like a machine like they he reminds me of tendulkar a lot in that sense too it's fun to have this young fellow at top of the order yeah dj any thoughts on shaw i have to say danny morrison did say today that the show must go on <laughs> Uh, any, any thoughts on uh, Shaw? Yeah, well, Shaw's been compared to Tendulkar ever since he scored, I think, 546 at school level. Uh, that record has, of course, been broken since by somebody scoring a thousand runs. So, <laughs> what that means is, I'll leave that to you guys to decide. But I mean, he looks—he looks good. He's captained the under-19 team to a World Cup win. He, he seems quite level-headed. His interviews sounded like a, a young guy who, who wants to do well. He's quite ambitious. He is the future. He—he reminds us all of Tendulkar just because he's that child prodigy who's marked. out as the uh, as a next big thing in indian cricket and i'm sure we will see him in uh, i'm sure we will see him in indian colors pretty soon and yeah i, I think that he is a great find for indian cricket great. ashwin any thoughts on i'm going to ask you both shaw and gill because dj is led in by saying indian colors shaw and gill any thoughts i was going to bring that up actually i'm most excited about the youth and the amount of great talent i mean we we forget sometimes ayer is 23 as well right rishabh pant ayer and shaw all for delhi at the top of the order i mean we've talked about delhi in the past and we've said we've had good overseas talent we've just been completely lacking Indian batsmen. And this year, you know, they dropped Roy and Munro in the game that's happening as we record this, and it's all been about the Indian batsmen. So very, very exciting. Great talent. It's going, you know, it's tough right now to break through the Indian 11. I don't see it getting any easier in the next 5 to 10 years, which is a good place for the national sport. Okay. And let's let's last last point on Delhi. Rithvik any thoughts on the middle order, the the bowling? I mean, Trent Bolt has been a good addition, but do you think anyone else has stood out? I mean, they've played Dan Christian, Chris Morris was retained and not played. Uh, let, let me get your thoughts. I have I don't think anybody's been, you know, I've 
relied so heavily on Shreyas Iyer to be the the one anchor who goes through the entire innings. So he's playing the role of the middle order, the front order. You know, we yeah, we tried Christian. We Maxwell is the one I I worry the most. He's dropping catches also now. He bowls. He hits ten runs and over ten runs in an innings of eight to ten balls. Gets maybe one wicket or does one over or two overs. Gives out ten twenty runs. I don't know what purpose Maxwell is serving in the team anymore. There isn't any real strong alternative. The Shankar fellow has some promise, but he comes in, he hits you know a couple of sixes at the final and then disappears. So I I think that's going to be a major you know major point in the next few matches. If if Pant doesn't strike, what happens in the middle? Then? Yeah, and it's interesting. In fact, it's a bit sad, but I don't think Shreya Sahir also thought that he'll be the mainstay of any team. So so Delhi is like uh, relying relying too heavily on him. Yeah, and, and the big show or the big show, I mean, he hasn't also done much. So the idea of Dravid being replaced by Ponting, I don't know what you guys have thoughts on that because you know Dra- Dravid was brought in as a it made sense to a lot of us who thought that the main problem with the team was relying on some old older generation international players brought in and lead the charge failing then get some new ones build it from ground up and Dravid's I think I would characterize his coaching style quite distinctly from Ponting's perhaps but maybe this sh- this young generation is a legacy of Dravid having been around for the last couple of years. But is this a problem? Also, we talk about players changing, but coaches changing. Yeah, Ashwin, do you want to take that? Yeah, I, I mean, I think it is. You'll see that the franchises, not just in the IPL, but across different leagues across the world, that have had consistency and continuity, and coaches have done well. So you know, it's sort of the the English Premier League or the European soccer impact, where one bad season and the coach is out, and you see it takes two, three, five years for a coach to build not just individual players, but to build the culture that allows for success. So I agree, Ritwik. I don't know if Ponting will last through the season if you know, it looks like Delhi is going to be bottom few again. It's going to, it remains to be seen if Ponting gets another year to continue to build and consolidate from there. But on that, I'm, I'm not sure Dravid had a, had a choice in staying on or not. He had a conflict, so I think he had to leave. So, I mean, I think Delhi just got a bit unlucky because Dravid's the coach of the India A side and the Indian under-19 side. But I think the future looks good. I mean, when, I, when you look back over the last 10-11 years on the IPL, right, the teams that have done really well are the teams that have the solid Indian batsmen. Mumbai, Rohit Sharma, Gambhir for Kolkata for many years. Shikhar Dhawan for uh, the Sunrisers Hyderabad. So I think that it's not all doom and gloom. If we can manage to retain Ayer and, and Pant over the next few years and maybe maybe one, one day we'll be sitting here and talking about the Daredevils lifting the IPL trophy. It's not this year, but that's we, we live hope. in hope. Yeah. yeah, That's the hope. And in fact, uh, Ritik, yeah, I, I think for your question, I think for the sake of Delhi, I actually hope Ponting now does stay because sometimes when you pick somebody, you have to give them time and you have to invest, right? If you were to change again. So, yeah, I, I hope he does stay. So, let's see, guys, maybe next year. Maybe maybe, maybe next year's the year, as, as we or say every year. Okay, let's go a little a bit into a recap of what's happened this week. So, Ashwin, I'm going to hand over to you to just talk a little bit about the week that was. Since we were together last, about a week ago, it's been an interesting week. We've had a mix of experience stepping up with Watson, Narayan, and people like Lynn finding their form, as well as youth stepping up with some of the Man of the Match awards this week going to Ayer, Pant, Surya Kumar Yadav. So it's been a really good uh, mixed week. Couple of quick highlights. Mumbai managed to stay alive. They won two of their three matches this week. They still remain in a basically every match is a must-win situation, but they're alive for now. Jofra Archer, who had a great start in his first game, had a, a good second game and an average third outing, but I think another talent to watch out for in the in the coming weeks. I think his ability in the death overs really shone through this past week. There were a mix of low-scoring and high-scoring games. Delhi featured in two of the really high-scoring games. 
games, which was where they fell short chasing 211 against Chennai. And then they hit 196 versus Rajasthan. So the Delhi versus Rajasthan second fixture was the only other rain-impacted fixture or rain-shortened fixture after the first one where Delhi lost. This time Rajasthan came out on the losing end. Hyderabad had a week basically with no games except for what's happening right now or just ended right now where they didn't seem to feel the, the absence from cricket. They beat Delhi to, to jump to the top of the table. One of the last couple of things we talked about, under-19 stars really sh- uh, showed up strong this week. For Delhi, Panth made a, had a, hit a beautiful 79. Shaw hit 62 and another mid-60s knock. Gill hit 57 not out to help uh, Calcutta to, uh, to uh, one of their wins. But then also what was really exciting to continue seeing was Dinesh Karthik. Hit a beautiful 45 from 18, which sort of went unnoticed, to be honest. But he's just really priming himself as that finisher, which is just really, really exciting, both as an IPL fan, but also as a Team India fan. The last thing I'll say, just to summarize this week, that I think has been very interesting, if you look at the first 10 years of IPL, so 2008 to 2017, seven of the Orange Cap winners, Orange Cap is the most runs, have been overseas batsmen. So I think Kohli won it one year. There was a couple of Thapa won it one year, but it's seven of the t- first 10 years were overseas batsmen. This year, more than halfway through the tournament, the top six run scorers are all Indian batsmen. So very interesting to see, and you guys can jump in with thoughts. But that's a quick summary of the week. As we wrap up going into the next week, Chennai and Hyderabad are basically sure shots now into the, the final four. Delhi is for all intents and purposes out. And then Mumbai and Rajasthan are pretty precariously placed. Mumbai, Rajasthan, and then Bangalore all essentially need to win all their games. So it's going to be a good fight for that fourth spot, which is the top two are determined. And with one more win, Punjab is probably pretty certain as well. Awesome. Thanks. That was a great recap. So two points that I just want to talk to you guys about. One is DJ Chris Lynn. I don't know if you saw his innings, but he swept every ball of pin bowling. It was ugly to say it in a nice way. What are your thoughts on that? I can't add to anything that you've said. It wasn't great to watch. I think he got 62 of 52 balls, which if he was batting first would have been a disaster. Much losing knock. It just happened that they were chasing and against RCB, I think, last Sunday and they, they managed to get over the line. I mean, Lynn isn't someone who you associate with playing well against spin. He's great smashing the ball kind of baseball style out of the park of the quicks. Yeah, it, it was it was just an ugly inning so yeah it was you know it was I was watching every ball of it. It was just terrible to watch. But yeah, I mean, he swept everything and he managed to get a few runs. So anyway, it'll be interesting to watch Lin. Especially, I, I would say interesting because now that I think about it, in the nets, Lin has Narayan, Kuldeep Yadav, Pius Chama to practice against. So for you to not be getting better, it, it's quite surprising. But one thing I definitely have to ask you guys, you know, you mentioned Dinesh Karthik. Now, Ritwik, you know, over the blog we've been following, India's got a problem at number four and five. Let me give my personal view first here, right? I think Dinesh Karthik is just going to walk into this Indian team. He's an intelligent cricketer. He's finishing the game. Again, there was an article where he's done an interview where he's very categorically said, I want to finish games the Dinesh Karthik way, not the MS Dhoni way. So, any thoughts on Dinesh Karthik finding a permanent spot in the Indian team? Yeah, I think there's a, he, he's not a young fellow anymore though, you know. So, if you're, if you're expecting to nurture the talent for the future, he's a Dhoni competitor. He's in that Dhoni peer group. Although he's very fit and his well, one thing really great about him is that his running between the wickets is very sharp. So he has both the repertoire for high scoring, uh, high run, high strike rate, but also, you know, maintaining it with a good run. So good um, running between the wickets. And so if you had to get him early into the match, he has potential of staying on till the end. And Dhoni is finishing though, seems to be in a third wave, like a... Yeah. He's, he's striking like crazy nowadays but it wasn't it's not always been the case in the last year or two years I, I'm excited but I would like to see some new talent coming in and filling that middle order as well and there is a there's no dearth of middle order 
Indian batsman right now. So yeah, no, fair enough. I think the interesting thing for me with Dinesh Karthik is almost like there's a saying, right? Every dog has his day, and this seems to be the culmination of all those years of experience. When you mentioned he's not a youngster, I thought of a Bollywood reference. I have to give it. You know when Madhavan acts in Hindi movies, right? Every time he comes in the Hindi movie, he feels like he's going to get the best debut award because people treat him like, oh, he's a newcomer, he's come back. He's actually been in the industry long time. Dinesh Karthik is similar. He's been playing forever, but he's never got his due because of Dhoni. So Dinesh Karthik made his debut before MS Dhoni did. Yeah, yeah exactly. So so Dinesh Karthik, I think is yeah, I think he's 33. Yeah, and hasn't found a permanent place, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I think he's finishing the games well. So. Anyway, let me move on to our third section. Rithik, just to recap for you, we started something called edges or sledges, right? And um, we're going to ask five topics, and you have three options: edge, which is not a good thing; sledge, which is aggressive and a good thing; and if you're not sure, you could say touch and go, which is so a cop out basically. So try yeah. not to say it. I, you I said it a few it. times last week, actually, DJ. Yeah, we did. Yeah. We did. Yeah. All of us did. So let me start with the, with the first topic. The first topic is, uh, what do you guys think of having an IPL mid-season transfer window? So DJ, let me start with you. I think it's an edge. It would destroy any fantasy teams. It would become really <laughs> difficult to follow. Like, it would disturb the rhythm of the players. I think you could have loans, perhaps, but it, it's difficult. I think I think I'm more for consistency within teams. Have a transfer window at the start of the season instead in the middle of the season. I mean, it's a two-month season, right? It's not a nine-month season like the EPL or a football season. So, that's my personal view on it. Okay, Ashwin? Just to make sure we're all on the same page, there is a mid-season transfer window. It's live right now. Between match 28, which is when it started, and match 42, which is sometime next week, you can move, I believe it's any any uncapped players or capped players who've played less than two matches. So, we're talking players like Moeen Ali, David Willey, maybe, who's only played one, Parthen yeah. Patel, who's only played one. So, I, I'm going to call the idea of this one a sledge I think it's a fantastic idea there are teams with so much bowling on the bench but they're looking for one batsman and there are other teams with lots of batting on the bench looking for a bowler who are if you're not getting game time why not be transferred but I want to call the execution of this edge it's been a week since it's been active it hasn't there's no news of anybody really doing anything with it so sort of I guess that's me saying touch and go a little bit about okay Ritik I'd go with a sledge go for it man I think the Delhi's guys op- <laughs> like Delhi who have no hope of winning anything now can just make money of selling some players. But I think there's an opportunity, you know, if, if one of your strike bowlers is not doing well and you need one. You know, the leg spinners, I think, in this tournament are playing such a critical role and there are teams which have multiple leg spinners. We can get them. Why not? I, I think there's hope. Okay, great. Very quickly, yeah, I, I think it's a sledge as well. I think, I mean, it is the IPL, right? It's not uh, it's not a serious tournament. So I think the, the opportunity for a mid-season transfer is interesting. Okay, let's move to the second one. This is a controversial one, guys. It's Everyone's talking about it. The fielding in the IPL this year, it has been somewhat atrocious. I, I, I think you are always going to have in a two-month tournament, a good catch like Trent Bolt, but that's expected in a long tournament. I think the fielding has been... Uh, yeah, it's not been up to the mark. Ashwin, edge, sledge. Massive, massive edge for me. I think, yeah, to your point, Trent Bolt's catch was amazing. Kohli had a great catch diving forward. Saudi, earlier today, had a really good catch on the boundary. But just not enough. I mean, Kohli's had to stand up twice for RCB and say, match was pretty close, but then they lost two of their last three matches that came down to really poor fielding. Now, you can argue the batting didn't do enough, etc. But it's painful. I mean, one of the things we watched this IPL for is those spectacular catches, those runs stopped on the boundary where it stopped a certain four and just restricted them 
them to one or two and many matches go down to that last run so i think fielding this year massive edge huge miss by most of the team yeah in fact that Kohli catch uh, did you see anushka sharma's reaction to that i think she was also pretty impressed with that catch <laughs> yeah, it was it was great. I think there were two catches similar in kind of consecutive games. So Kohli's not letting his standards slip through the IPL, which is which is good news for Indian cricket. I think we addressed this last week as well. And for me, it's a it's a touch and go simply because it's difficult to say. Fielding is is going to I think get better as people get more interested in the tournament. And we I think we've already addressed it. So touch and go for me. Okay, Ritwik, quick thoughts. I think, I think it's a mixed one. Touch and go for me as well. I think the um, it's been surprising how many catches are going down easy catches are going down you know just today the simple Maxwell the Hales catch could have been a game changer so the, the catches are definitely acting as game changer but there are some pretty awesome catches that are going on and in general the fielding like the pick up and throw has been very impressive and the run out some of the really great run outs happening as well also poor running though so I think there's a it's a mixed one but I, I, I remember asking you guys about this last week in the Facebook thing maybe, maybe it's people hitting the ball in the air more which is why you have more catches which is why the percentage may even stay the same but it's just that the number of catches going up is, is maybe Ashwin can uh, pull some stats yeah, you got to give me a heads up if you're going to ask a question as specific as that I said next week I said next week can I, can I just say though on mine before Varun you give yours the only relief from the terrible feeling has been MS behind the stumps some of his stumpings have just been so. I mean he's been doing it his whole career but just seeing how lightning fast he grabs and whips the bail off has been phenomenal so that's the only exception yeah okay I mean for me it's a sledge I'm surprised two of you said touch and go if the ball pops up in the air, it has to be taken, man. There's no, there's no two ways about it. That's, um, that, that's edge, you mean? Yeah, edge, absolutely. No, what did I say? Did I say you said edge. edge. No, I meant edge, and unfortunately, in this case, not taken. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, let's move to the next one. Ravindra Jadeja. What is he doing? What is he doing? He took 3 for 18 today, man. Yeah, we decided on this being a topic today before was... he took his 3 wickets. So now he took 3 for 18. Today was, man, the worst day. today was the worst day to ask this. But okay, DJ, let me start with you. Jadeja. Class player, man. Class player. He's got, <laughs> he's got three triple tons or something. He's, 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 he's going to be, if he's in the game, Dhoni's just been saving him up. So, sledge for me. Jadeja is going to win um, CSK, the IPL. You got to hear first. Okay, that's that's a good one. Uh, I, I, you know, Jadeja is always a real curious animal. He's his his journey in IPL has started with him having some promise. You know, he, he was in the other league. Then he got knocked out. He was banned from the IPL one year because he was trying to make some deal with. I find Jadeja a very curious character and Dhoni is probably the only person who can tame him. <laughs> yeah, he's got a Rajput man. He's going to mess with your head. Uh, I think he's a he's generally a good asset and Dhoni and him, Dhoni, he works well and occasionally he'll finish the game for you or, or be the guy on the other side who's not getting out while Dhoni finishes the game. And his catching is also quite secure. So he's a good fielder in the in the outfield. I think I'll, I'll go with Sledge. For okay, Ashwin? Edge for sure. He did well this morning picking up three for 18 and uh, winning a man of the match. But prior to that, I mean, Ritwik actually alluded to his catching, which is one of the big reasons he's also still in the side. And yesterday, I think, or Friday of this week, I think it was, he dropped two catches on consecutive balls. And so those kinds of things, if you're not really batting, you're bad at six or seven, depending on what's going on, you don't really bowl much. I think the way they've utilized him is an edge for me this year. Yeah, I think edge for me too, similar to Ashwin. But what I do want to say is, I think he should be 12th man in any team. And if India is smart, I think just take Jadeja along 
make him 12th man and and I mean we've all said his biggest strength is his fielding right so why not strategically it may make sense just before we move from this guys did you guys see the uh, game today where he bowled Kohli and he was about to celebrate and then and he, he was like in yeah, fact yeah. <laughs> he was turned over yeah it was really great in fact at, because of his reaction I thought it was not out I thought Dhoni had hit the stumps yeah? or something Yeah, exactly. But he literally went like, and then he's like, "Listen, I need to get back into this Indian team. I yeah. better not celebrate too much." And then he continued that for the next two wickets as well. He just yeah. kind of stared at the. Bar. I I think that's a great celebration, man. I think he yeah. I think he realized earlier this week I think it was Ish Sodhi dismissed Kane Williamson and over celebrated and Williamson walked off and you could see that he's thinking this guy's out of the New Zealand side for a while so I think word spreads and Jadeja just said he's going to be quiet yeah exactly I think that was a smart move by him so okay let's talk about uh, one more which is um, Akash Chopra has come out with his own app and he wants to do a he wants to do this podcast I mean he thinks he is ट <laughs> Yeah, about yeah. front foot and you must bend your leg before hitting the ball and stuff. If you see a picture of him, he's always dressed as if he's going to his own wedding. <laughs> he's, he's, his pocket square in his suit matches his socks, which matches his shirt. So yeah, always, always. I think edge for me definitely. I mean, Akash Chopra was a. I think he was a good opener in 2003, just because he batted with Viru, because no one noticed him. Viru is like on 200. This guy is batting on seven. <laughs> but at least he was there i guess and he was taking the single and giving it to viru occasionally he's a nobody and i mean who why does he need an app why does anybody need an app i don't yeah. understand this stuff it's the solution to everything man the app yeah actually an app is the solution to everything maybe you can should, call a should we guys have an app should we guys have an app guys i think we need some feedback on this should we have an app yeah yeah you want to should create yeah, an app to do a poll on the app and then to see idea. whether we should have an app yeah nice that's a great idea okay i'm actually going to skip this this is a wait i want to i want to add one thing quickly since you guys were mentioning okay. it does take a unique talent to have a test average of 23 with a test strike rate of 34 and a t20 strike rate of 91 i'm just saying that takes a unique type of skill it's, it's almost difficult to do that so you got to give him a little bit of credit wasn't akash chopra the guy who who was allegedly behind the fake ipl website the blog that was going on like 2010 or something i remember that yes yeah. fake ipl player I no 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 but that guy came out yeah yeah it wasn't eventually him but he was one of the it wasn't eventually but there was it's it was oddly sounded oddly like akash yeah because he was in the kkr dressing room not really batting not really in the nets not really doing it so blog made sense i guess <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this reminds me of DJ and Ritik. If you remember, but uh, Atul Vasan came to our school once, and everyone was like, "He's played one day international," <laughs> and we were all like, "Why is he here?" Right? Like, Akash Chopra seems that caliber, but uh, but, but seriously, Atul Vasan. Okay, so we played a parent versus uh, school team match once, and boss, he was like forty-five, but he was still fast. I was like, "Okay, okay." Then I stopped saying anything after that. He's also an imposing-looking person as compared yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah, but I love the way this conversation has gone to Atul. <laughs> 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 
Did he get into a fight also recently? He got stopped at the toll bridge or something. Something happened recently. Anyway, I think we are digressing from the from the topic. So uh, back to Varun. Okay, last last uh, question. Virat Kohli. Doing a county stint with Sari. Thoughts on that? Uh, let me go with Ashwin first. Yeah, massive slide for me. I, I love it. The busiest cricketer, huge calendar. But he acknowledges that England is a weak spot for him. He acknowledges that he needs overseas batting time. He's going to wrap up the IPL, go play for a month and get ready. I mean, fantastic. It, it just getting that kind of match experience in a country where you're going to do the tour is, is could be game-changing. So, big slide for me. Okay, Ritwik? I don't, you know, I don't really have a strong opinion on that. But I think... Uh, <laughs> Kohli getting some... I, Kohli doesn't seem like a guy who needs batting practice. So, <laughs> <laughs> I think there must be some other reason. Maybe Anushka has got a mo- movie shooting happening. <laughs> uh-huh. Interesting. You heard it here first, guys. Kohli doesn't actually need batting practice. His wife is shooting in uh, England. <laughs> That's an interesting take. DJ? Yeah, I think it's a massive sledge for me. He averages 13 and a half in England. And frankly, I'm tired of hearing everyone go on about it. Because, I mean, what has Joe Root done? What has Kane Williamson done? What has Steve Smith done? Actually, we know what Steve Smith has done. But Virat Kohli is now going to do one month in England. And he's going to score so many runs in England that everything is just going to, like, everyone's just going to be quiet. Because all I hear every time is like, what has he done in England? And I'm just like, what has England done in India? It's it's so frustrating because they judge him by that one series where Jimmy obviously had his number. And Kohli's acknowledged it and he's been big enough to say that, yes, I will... Uh, uh, do this one month stint. I think it's going to be a massive plus for Indian because you have Pujara who bats at three for India. You have Ishan Sharma who's done well before. You've got Aksar Patel, I think. Not sure why he's over here, but Virat Kohli. I mean, the biggest name in, in sport, the most marketable character in sport. It's good for the county game because people will turn up and it's good for uh, test cricket in England, which Varun and I are going to be watching later in the summer. So, uh, Lords and Trent Bridge, right? And, yeah. and I have tickets to the Oval as well. So, Lord looking forward Jack. to watching Kohli score lots and lots of runs. Absolutely. I think it's a massive sledge for me as well. Did you guys see Jimmy Anderson's white hair? Did, did any of you see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that was awesome, man. I was like, who is this guy? And I think he was bowling from the Jimmy Anderson end or something also. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Jimmy's got it. I hope Kohli can deal with Jimmy, man. It, it was quite depressing watching it last, last time around. Yeah, the fishing outside the off stump. Uh... It was like just watching it on repeat. Well, Pujara's got a series of single-digit scores in England, so hopefully he's getting it out of the way so that all the triple-digit scores show up when he's playing for the team. Yes. Yeah. And BJ, I can understand your frustration. Uh, I guess that's the great thing about living in Singapore. Nobody even knows what is cricket, so nobody can say, why did Kohli perform badly or what has he done here, etc. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, guys, last section very quickly. Fantasy tip of the week. DJ has got his, uh, yeah, his head in his hands. DJ, come on, let's hear it from you. See, guys, this multiplier is a new thing that came up this time around, right? So, basically what it does, it it allows you to uh, double the points of everybody in that game. So, I I thought, okay, so the guy who was coming second played it on in a game in which I think he made 700 points just normally, which got doubled, which became 1,400. So he he was like behind me by 600 points and he went ahead by 800 points. I was like, okay, so let's try this out. So the first game I loaded up all my players and it was uh, RCB versus Mumbai. Had like eight or six, six or seven players. And uh, I think I got 82 points doubled. (laughs) (laughs) Rohit Sharma got a, a, a duck into four. Then Washington Sundar got smashed for some minus 30, which got into four. So I actually ended up negative. 
almost. And then I was like, okay, so fine. That's still fine. I'm still in the... I've only used one. Then I saw um, what the KKR versus CSK. Another like full of massive kind of big name players. Watson, Russell, Nareen. Lots of all-rounders. Bowling points, batting points. Filled it up again. And I got 200 points into two, which is 400. And I've used up two out of the three. And I'm just like... So... I think the tip for this week is you guys, you need to work out when to use your multiplier because when it backfires, it really hurts. Okay, fair enough. Ashwin? My tip is watch out for the teams that are just in the league now to play spoiled sports. So Delhi's already become one of them officially. No real chance of the playoffs. Within the next couple of days, one of Mumbai, Bangalore and Rajasthan will be just around to play spoiled sport. And for some reason with teams like Delhi, that's when they start to show up really big. So back the teams that have nothing to lose because those guys are going to show up just to to have big, strong individual performances. That's my fantasy tip for the next couple of weeks. Okay. Ritwik, it feels a bit odd to ask you for a fantasy tip. But uh, <laughs> you, you, were, you were beating me for a while, so let's hear it. I, I think I uh, my policy is go, go front heavy. Go front heavy in the tournament. So based on, on the failure of that philosophy, I think the my suggestion is that this is the lull period of the IPL. Things are getting a little slow. The exciting games are kind of drying up. There'll be an occasional exciting game. The challenge is to change your team and with focus and change your trump and pay attention. So that's my suggestion. Endurance. Endurance. Yeah, I think next next year you may want to train ahead of the IPL, you know. It's like you talked about endurance and stamina. I, I, um, my story is like Delhi Daredevils, you know. We start with promise. And then we just... Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Great. Last, my tip is go for the kill because honestly, there are guys like DJ in the league who are uh, now not so hot anymore. So, DJ, this week, you might just see two multipliers from me which will end up amplifying it and then satisfying it. So, yeah. Nice. Um, <laughs> anyway, guys, that's... I don't know, that was complete nonsensical. But anyway, uh, that comes to the end of the show. So thank you, Ritwik, for joining. It was great having you on. Yeah, guys, we'll be back again next week uh, with another fan for another team coming to the tail end of the tournament. So yeah, it's exciting times ahead. Do um, do do watch our podcast, uh, watch our video, uh, like us on Facebook, share, subscribe, etc. Yeah, and we'll see you next week. Thanks, everyone. Hello, 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 everybody. It's been another great week on the IBM Podcast Network. On What the Hell Navya, Jaya Bachchan, Chwetananda, and Navya herself dish out stories from their childhood. They discuss tough love between parents and their kids. On Pesa Vesa, Anupam talks to Baman Irani, President-elect Kredai, and Chairman and MD at Rustamji. They discuss the concept of buy versus rent and how to approach buying property in 2022. On Cock and Bull, Cyrus is joined by Meghnath and comedian Shad Shafi. They discuss their opinions on the ongoing Congress presidential elections and Prashant Kishore embarking on a padyatra. On the Life Manifesto, Zarina narrates a story that advocates that stress and emotions are not to be controlled but must be beautifully managed. And on the Filter Coffee podcast, Karthik is joined by Yashraj Akashi. Senior Ambassador of the TEDx Program and Curator of TEDx Gateway. They discuss the origin story of TED and its franchise model. Guys, go to our website, ivmpodcast.com. You can check out the merch store, also links to all of our social media stuff, which is at IVM Podcast. Also, do check out our YouTube channels. We have a number of channels with many of your favorite shows available as full video podcasts. Finally, we'd like to thank our sponsors this week, Volvo XC40 Recharge, Bumble, Heads Up for Tails, and HDFC Mutual Fund. Thank you so much for making this possible. 
Do you often find yourself surrounded by conversations about Web3, blockchain, NFTs, DAOs? What are these terms and how do they affect our future on the internet? So many questions, but don't worry, we've got answers to all your questions. Hi, I'm Eklavya Bhattacharya and on our show Future Proofing, we try to decode the impact of these future technologies on various industries with experts and tech enthusiasts. Tune into new episodes coming out every Thursday on the IBM Podcast app and the website or wherever you get your podcasts from. Working Monday to Friday glued to your chair making you feel dull? Worry not. Get your 5-minute weekly dose of travel around the world with postcards from nowhere. Join me every Thursday as I explore the strange, obscure and fascinating parts of the world and bring out facets of travel you may not have thought of before. You can find us on the IBM Podcast app, website or wherever you get your podcast from.